0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Dentistry Unmasked. I am David Rice, I'm here with this one. You might know her.
1: Pam Maragliano-Munez, David. I'm so happy for today. This is, we're still recording from SmileCon, which has been an amazing show for us. And we have two amazing guests.
0: (laughs) Um, Okay, so I don't, and I truly don't say this lightly that if you 're a young dentist out there and you 're looking for people to emulate who you want to be when you grow up, you either want to be Dr. Arnell Wright or Dr. James Wanabaker, <laughs> oh and um, that 's a true story i mean I truly i mean that um, james you 've known me a long time like that comes from a really good place for me. Um, you two have fast tracked your career, and um, th- everyone has a different definition of success, but I would say by by all measures of success you 're both very successful but, I want to talk we want to talk today about like things you done differently than other people and and how you look at dentistry, how you look at life, how you look at the world so ladies first but um, I want you
1: to start with like when did you graduate yeah give yeah. us, like, give what us are your, your story doing? like tell us like I don't want to hear where you are now. I want to hear like how you got, how you got here. Okay. Yeah. yeah i see yeah. what I can do.
2: So, hey everybody. I'm Dr. Arnell Wright. I practice here in Orlando, Florida, and I graduated from the University of Florida College of Dentistry in 2017. And I am a general dentist. Um, and let's see, you know, started off in dental school, um, worked my way up, I guess, being in leadership with in the state of Florida um, in my local component. I started off as editor of, as our, of our journal and then made it to the NDC, which is the new dentist committee. And then now I am just running around
1: recording content um, here at SmileCon. That is interesting. and. You said so many different things. So you've yeah. done a lot of different things. You said you're recording content. Yeah. Recording content for whom?
2: Uh, a little bit for myself and for the meeting. So we're just capturing some really special moments with the attendees here at SmallCon.
1: Awesome. What would you say is a highlight for you? Ooh.
2: I get adrenaline from it all. I really love it. Um, But the highlights are some of the really special pockets. So like the wellness hub, there's a jump roping section over there um, (laughs) that people may not know about. Um, And just seeing everybody like super excited being here in the podcast booth is great.
1: Amazing. How about you, James?
3: So I'm Dr. James Wanamaker. I graduated from Buffalo in 2016. Uh, Met Dr. Rice 2014, 2015 time period. Uh, back when I was a D2, D3. Uh, My trajectory really got started in ASDA Is what kind of really fired me up for things beyond just clinical dentistry. Uh, The the leadership path that you can have and the different hands you can have yourself into different parts of, of this dental profession. Uh, to really just give yourself a more broad experience and and being able to take that experience back to your patients. I find value from all the different things I'm involved with all help me clinically with my patients. But uh, my trajectory after dental school, graduated in 2016 from Buffalo, then did a a GPR residency in SUNY Upstate uh, in the Syracuse VA, Uh, became an associate at my current practice, which I then purchased. Uh, in 2019, so 50 50 partner. Uh, and um, since then, I've been very involved with organized dentistry. I was the chair of the new dentist committee for New York State Dental Association, and then uh, moved up to the big leagues at the, the <laughs> NDC, at the ADA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am the incoming vice chair of, of the ADA NDC committee. So I've had the pleasure of working with Arnell for, for the last couple of years.
1: This is interesting because I feel like a lot of young dentists get a lot of pressure, whether it's on themselves and it's legitimate pressure about student loans and having to pay their debt down and having to work as much as they can so they can manage this debt and start to create a life. Mm -hmm. But both of you are contributing in a way that's bigger than your individual selves and something for the greater good. What inspired that?
3: So, you know, I always found that our goal or our duty as professionals is to leave the profession in a better place than where we found it. Yeah, I love that. Yep. And there are mentors that came before us, you know, for example, you Dr. Uh, Rice, you've been one of my biggest mentors over the years, you know, with with Ignite. And having people like you to look to and say, you know, you have success, how did you get there? And, you know, what what how can I emulate that and, and yeah. follow behind? So, if you did that for me, then I feel like it's my duty to help the person behind me because that's how we move the profession forward when there's so many outside forces that could make this profession go a much different path. So, mm. we, we have to be that guiding light forward.
2: And for me, um, you know, I was always taught growing up that we stand on the shoulders of giants. So to your point, um, there's so many people who come before us um, and I feel like for me, I really want to hold that door open. I want to be a conduit. I want to help other people in their journey with leadership as well, so.
0: So you guys see legacy.
1: Absolutely,
2: very future focused, very legacy oriented.
1: Would you say that your peers Feel similarly, or are you guys just kind of like unicorns that are just chilling in this world by yourself?
2: No, no, no. I think our peers, like, yeah, I think our peers feel similar. Yeah, yeah. I think it's safe to say that for sure.
0: How do we get them? Because I think every, I think there's levels to everything yeah. in life, right? Yeah. There's, there's, there's levels, and I, and and Pam, so you brought up a really good point. There's a lot of stuff that's happening in. A young person's life i mean if i try to remember back 30 years but there's stuff that happens so how how do you i mean you're you're living this example Mm -hmm. but if you could sit at this table with two other people who are maybe three four five years behind you Mm. what do you tell them
2: Mm. well you want me to take it go for it listen for the people who are behind me i tell them to start now Um, start with where they are So um, to start charting their course right where they are, think about the things that they love, the things that they enjoy, the things uh, that they don't enjoy, you know, kind of just leaning into that, feeling that, knowing yourself um, and deciding, okay, well, I can, I want to go this route or I have options to go this way and then talk to people, talk to mentors. I really, really believe that there is just a group of people out there who's willing to share the knowledge. Yeah. They're willing to share their experience. They are willing to help you chart your own course. But you have to be vulnerable. You have to ask. You have to share what it is that you don't know. Um, and then you have to allow them to come in and help you. So
0: Ooh, that's I like what I would that. Say. Yeah. That last piece is really important too, it right? It is. Being it vulnerable is. enough to allow people yes. to come and actually be like, ah, I can yeah. do this.
2: And I know it's not a wellness episode, but I do tend to join everything to the wellness theme overall, because,
1: it's yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, like, turns out it's all
2: connected.
1: It is. It is. It is, you know? Well, I would thank you guys with what you're already doing. There's, and I know you have a family, and, yeah. um, you know. I do, too. So, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of things that could just kind of be extremely chaotic, and you could suffer burnout almost faster. Very true. And oh. so, you mentioned that balance, and yeah. it would be interesting to hear how you do all of the things that you do mm-hmm. and still maintain that balance.
3: Mm. It's not easy and, and yeah. it's not always perfect either. You know, there's times where it doesn't go well and you're not in balance, but you have to you know, look back to your family, look back to your support system and figure out how to pick yourself back up and, and rely on those that you're surrounding yourself with. And I'm very blessed to have a very supportive wife that can be there for my kids right now. So, you know, we're we're here at SmileCon and I brought my parents down too. So Mm. my my parents are at the hotel with the kids and my wife so that I could be here and, and doing what we're doing here. And I wouldn't be able to do that without the support system at home. So... You know, the the whole it takes a village. You know, I'm not Mm -hmm. doing this on my own. I know that's right.
2: (laughs) And, you know, for me, um, I always believe in balance. I I look at it this way. It's like we have multiple balls in the air, right? We're juggling. So it's kind of like you don't want to let one fall, you know? And so I think leaning on those family members, people who are there to support you, your friends, um, your colleagues, you know, I think that really is what equips me um, to continue doing it all.
0: Okay. So first of all, shout out, Francesca. And I hope I get to meet you. Like you're, you're. I'm not gonna say better half, but we say that when we're by ourselves because
2: it's to feel
0: better. (laughs) Um, Yes. But so there's there's a lot of people in this world, I think, who don't have that person. Yeah. So if you don't have that person in your personal life, like, how do you find um, that person in your professional life or those people who can? help rally you when it's um, hard because it's easy for us to be here with smiles on our faces right now, but it's it's not all smiles all the time. That's not life. Like, how do you find those people?
2: I think it goes back to vulnerability, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, just making yourself available, too, you know, in order to have a friend, you must first show yourself friendly, you know? Um, so I think, like, just making yourself vulnerable, reaching out to people, joining study clubs, like, that's an option for professional. Um, being here taking CE, once you start seeing familiar faces, like, you know, making contacts, you know, being willing to, you know, lower your guard and say, hey, I'm so-and-so, introduce yourself, I think that's a good start. It's
3: a great start. Yeah. How yeah. are you, James? You know, I found building my network. You know, whether it was through the ADA, through Ignite DDS, yeah. or through when I did my continuing education, there were a group of us that did the Dawson Academy curriculum together. Yeah. I love that. So, you know, we have that group thread where we're we're sending questions back and forth, Constantly. and sharing cases with each other. And yeah. You know, it's it's evolved beyond just clinical. It's a friendship where we're sharing yeah. pictures of our families or what what's going on well in our lives, what's not going well in our yeah. life. And we're there for each other. Uh, so you know, look, look to where you're at right now and see what those people could look like. Mm. There you go.
1: So you're almost carving out your own network and your yeah. own people. David and I talk about this all the time, that we see these social media threads and groups that are out there. And sometimes the advice is just not good mm-hmm. and just kind of wrong. And I feel like I'm kind of old enough to be like, all right, it's, you know, BS. So I just kind of look past it and move on. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes i like can't look away because it's so stupid i mean depends on, <laughs> on the moment Train wrecks. yes but i feel like i worry sometimes that a younger dentist is going to read this and take this as gospel mm-hmm. when it might be you know what i like what's my truth is right for me but right. it's not necessarily correct universally yeah you know so but you guys are not necessarily diving into that world then you're kind of creating your own network of mentors and colleagues and people that you trust. And so maybe we don't have to worry as much as we do.
0: So that's a great point and an interesting segue to how do you deal with this world of social media that is in your face fi- and all the noise that's out mm-hmm. there. How do, you, how do you pull the goodness from it yet um,
3: unplug yourself from the downside? You, know, you, you look at all these amazing dentists out there who are putting out beautiful photos and beautiful cases and it's easy to look at that and say you know why am i not doing that or or why do my cases not look like that and for me it became more of a challenge of saying all right well they didn't get there overnight you know when they were five years out six years out seven years out of school they probably were not doing that level of dentistry that they're now doing 20 years in so it's reverse engineering that equation to say, mm-hmm. you know, this, the, this, is the, this is where they learned. This is how they grew their skill set, and I need to grow into that. And, and that change does not happen overnight. Mm-hmm. And to not set unreal ex, unrealistic expectations, but still push yourself to get to that level if that's something that, you know, makes you passionate or drives you forward. Yeah.
2: Um, for me, let's see, I tend to, like, protect my mental health in a way that it sounds really selfish. But so, I tend to not view comments too much on social media. I I tend to not like just go to someone's profile. Um, If, you know, just to keep me from falling into the comparison trap. So that's one way that I kind of stay on the straight and narrow, if you will, um, and not get sucked into the noise. But of course, you know, I'm on there all the time. So I I do see comments. I do look at data. I do look at numbers. But I try and keep my mindset um, pointed in the direction of growth. And so I look at it from a growth perspective, as in, like, I want to, okay, if I achieve this, then I want to achieve that. Or I say, oh, my gosh, I want to celebrate this person for all that they're doing that's positive right now um, in their profession. Professional life and maybe I can glean from them as well
1: I think that's great so I don't know if you guys know Joshua Austin he's one of my faves and he does something which I thought was really interesting where he will allow himself to be on social media the number of minutes he's worked out that day yeah, yeah. I've heard
2: that I've heard that before that's
0: I've heard good. that before yeah, yeah. So I don't minutes. do that. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that before. You'd it's never awesome. see me again. <laughs> Where did Pam go?
1: <laughs> she died. No, she didn't. She just didn't work out. No. I mean, it's basically what it, you know, it's, there's really great ways to achieve that mental balance yep. and that balance there. I'd like to dig a little deeper into your story here. You graduated in 2016, but bought into the practice in 2019. Correct. That's three years. That seems unusual nowadays, right? Because I think a lot of people are like, I just need to get a job. I need to pay my loans down. I'm going to join a DSO so I can pay my loans down. But you went a different path.
3: So I actually looked at the practice that Dr. Rice had and said, I want that type of practice. How do I get there quickly? So when I was in my residency, I started networking with my local dentist actually went to a local ADA meeting, and uh, we had a speed dating event where you could meet the local dentists in your area who are, who are hiring, and I went to all of them and said, I want to be an owner in the next two years, and if that's someone you're looking for, if you're looking for a partner or someone to buy you out, then let's talk. If you're just looking for an associate that's going to be your associate and for years, that's not a good fit for me. Uh, So narrowed down those practices to a few that I was really serious about. And I kind of took an aggressive approach where I actually asked for three years of financials on the practice as an associate to say, you know, if I'm gonna come in and work for you with the intent of buying in in a couple years, I wanna know what those numbers in the office look now Mm -hmm. to know if this is a practice I wanna join as an associate because I wanna join the practice I'm gonna buy. Mm. And so I can start building those relationships with the patients. And, and creating that network and building my reputation in the community, so I'm not having to start over at day one and use that associate ship as a springboard to another associate mm. or to another one, which you know is not necessarily a bad path if you don't know what you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you know what you want, you know who's to say you have to wait for it. Oh, I love that.
2: That's really good. Yeah, that's actually advice for me because um, I, I, I have moved from one associate ship to another associate ship. And so um, that's actually good for me to take in. So yeah, thank you. <laughs> I have some good questions that I can ask. We'll talk you after. know? Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love that. Okay. But so you went from one associate ship to another, but yeah. clearly you you are on a different path than most young dentists. So how do you as an associate like build this life. Because I think it's about life, right? It's not just about being a dentist. It's about life and it's about joy and doing great things. So with your path, how do you carve out time and have this joy and passion that (laughs) you have? No, seriously, that you have Uh, to do all these things. How do you balance it?
2: You know what? Okay, so let me let me take a couple steps back. It's, it's so funny that everybody says, like, I'm on this different track. I would love to know what that track is, but I'm, I'm still figuring out that track, by yes. the way. Believe it or not, um, I think I'm just now, like, realizing it. You know, the lights are coming on. But um, balancing it all, I have wonderful support at home. Um, I do lean and depend on my husband to help me a lot. Um, and I'm a verbal processor, so I, like, okay. talk to him about, like, when I'm stressed or when something's not working out or did I say yes to this or should I not have done that Um, and so I kind of like use him for like as a sounding board you know what I mean like to just say hey help me with this help me make like a good decision you know Um, because part of enjoying all of these things and That whole life piece is making sure that a a good decision was made. You know what I mean? So like for me, um, I was saying this on an earlier podcast that if I can't finish a thing, that stresses me out more than like not doing a thing. So I like to finish what I start. Um, And so I think I'm able to have a lot of joy just knowing that I'm bringing some projects to completion.
0: So you, you've had to learn how to say no early yes, on. Yes,
2: yes. And I'm learning even more
1: now. <laughs> yeah.
0: Those are great lessons.
1: Yeah, they are. So I think about my career, and I mine was an evolution. I never had, like, a plan, like, oh, I'm going to be the editor of Dental Economics. Like, that was never, ever, like, in my so awesome. initial plans back in the day. But things kind of evolved and took turns and everything else. But you guys seem to be a little bit more... Plan-oriented like and have yeah. a, you know, have a direct idea. Where do you see yourselves going? Like, what's your goal?
3: That's a loaded question. Yeah, I know. Yes. Yeah.
2: yes.
1: Welcome to dentistry on mass. Right. Well, see, I, I feel like I'm just
2: still so early in my career that I still have a few different pathways. So. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I love all of the social media things that I'm doing, but I do struggle back and forth with the whole idea of being an influencer. That's, that's been an ongoing struggle because I'm like, all right, well, I'm a doctor. Like, as, as if I feel like sometimes I compare it to the point where I'm like, well, being a social media influencer, like, is more supreme than being a doctor. You know what I mean? And so it's just a little mindset shift that I need to take. Um, but I don't know. You know what I mean?
0: You're at the right table, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah? <laughs> we have this discussion. Oh, well, really? Pam and I have this discussion
3: weekly. Mm-hmm. Awesome. We do. For me, it's, you know, I, I kind of see four different tracks in my life. I, I have my family track, and, you know, raising my two kids and being there and being present as, as a dad is, I think, the most important thing in my life. And then the other things, you know, flow into that and support that, and it's my practice. Um, growing my experience as a, a dentist, providing complete care. Uh, I finished the Dawson Academy, so doing some bigger cases, some more complex cases, continuing to grow that in my practice, and seeing less patients, but more comprehensively uh, on a professional level. And then the other two tracks are the leadership track with the ADA, next couple of years. Uh, you know, I'll be chair of the ADA New Dentist Committee in a couple of years, so that's an exciting, you know, uh, opportunity to help shape the future of, of dentistry and support my peers. And then the last track is uh, kind of my educational role in, in working with David or Dr. Rice with Ignite and you know, creating content and education to help other dental students and new dentists hopefully speed up that path of learning so they don't have to c- overcome as many, many hurdles. Um, so those are kind of the four paths that I'm going down right now simultaneously.
1: I think that's interesting because you don't, I mean, we, nobody can... Their future, you don't really know, but it's yeah. interesting that you've got these silos, if you will. I just feel like I just wake up in the morning and see where the day takes me. You're winging <laughs> it. Lovely. I do. I love it. You are.
0: Yeah. Well, your version of winging it different to be. I mean, seriously, how many people could we do? We all meet every day who like wake up in our you.
1: Well, no, but I mean, well, there's only one you. There's only. I mean, yeah, whatever, yeah. but. I feel like what served me really well was to never say no to something because of fear. That was my one thing. I mean, you can say no because of any other reason, but for me, if like somebody asked me to do something and my first thing was to like wince because I'm scared of it, then that's, then I'm doing it. Oh,
0: I love that. Okay, here's a vulnerable question. What's something you're afraid of that maybe you said yes to, and like we're super nervous, or maybe you just said like I'm not doing it. Ooh, that's kind of no. Yes, you. I have one with the red hair.
1: I'm a moron. So, back when I was in Japan last year, I promised, like promised, promised, promised somebody that I would give my next lecture for them in 2026 in Japanese. Oh, Oh,
0: I remember you sharing that promise. And I thought, oh, my God, I need to level my game up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I. How's that going? Not that well, but it's going to. (laughs) I I promise I need to get back to my classes. But, yeah, so, like, I need to spend the next few years studying Japanese so I can deliver a 45-minute lecture in Japanese. It's out
0: of control. Yeah. In such a great way.
1: I know. But I feel like I've been lecturing for so long, and I enjoy doing it that it doesn't scare me anymore like my heart doesn't pound you know and I feel like I wanted something that would make it pound so like sometimes I lecture in four inch heels just to make sure I don't fall like whatever I do something to like get the adrenaline going and I was like you know what I'll agree to doing this in Japanese let's see how that goes
3: all right so good we got the fear question out of the way you you shared yours do you have one yeah so you know initially it was you know was I going to run for the vice chair of the new dentist committee you know originally when I, I took on the role representing New York originally when I joined the NDC uh, you know we talked about that balance in your life and, and trying to figure out you know what you can take on and what you can't and I said to my wife you know I don't think I'm gonna run for any bigger position I, you know I have you know I don't have any goals to take that on uh, but I've always been of the perspective that if I felt like I could serve and give something back and the opportunity presented itself where I could contribute, then I felt like it was my duty to to do so and that opportunity came forward a couple years later and it's a little scary to to take on that level yeah. of a leadership role and it was taking me outside of my comfort zone, uh, so it was an area of you know something where I had to grow as a leader and as a professional uh, to take that on, uh, but it's a challenge, and I'm excited to step into that role and, and to represent my peers. I love it. I, so I was
0: totally afraid to speak in public. Really? Totally. I, I am, um, my former self is an introvert, and I made, I remember literally in high school being like super shy and thinking, when I go to college, nobody knows me, so i can be whoever i want so i'm going to go there and be a different version of myself so i did that in college and then in dental school i think i woke up one day and i'm like wow I was such a buffoon in undergrad that i could be smart and get good grades but i could be super fun cuz dental school and then you know i just thought i'm going to try this speaking thing cuz i was petrified to do it petrified to do it and then one day woke up and thought "Look, this is really a blast which i think is a great lesson to people from your story to your story to arnell's and and all of our stories is like sometimes you just have to jump in the deep end Mm -hmm. and know the parachute's gonna open and it's gonna work
1: and if it doesn't open what like who cares do something else if it doesn't make you happy it doesn't spark joy or if it's just not the right fit for you or you're just not good at it Do something else that's a great point
0: in dentistry right we all so we have a dds or a dmd and no matter what it is in life we try and do and all the things like we have this incredible degree to fall back on and be a dentist and all the other things we get to try and be a part of we can explore an adventure and all those things yeah you've done some pretty damn cool things James it's been a fun ride
1: I can't wait to see what's to come
0: I can't either seriously and i don't know in the last 30 minutes what i've learned is you um and Arnell are definitively planners you do you are organizationally different and you have structure and i feel like that has definitely set you guys apart it took me too long to get where i've got you two have clearly fast-tracked life because you you had a plan set those goals Set those goals. All right, so you're giving advice to somebody who's a third year or fourth year or
3: first year out of school. What do they have to do right now? Right now is look at where you want to be in five years and 10 years and find someone that is at that place in their life and ask them for help. You know, talk to them, take them out to dinner, have a phone call with them and figure out what they did and what worked well and what didn't. Learn from them, you know, getting into that mentorship. And then the second is... Learn as much as you can clinically to be the best dentist that you can be. So, taking high quality CE just to continue to elevate your skill set because that's going to support all of the other aspects of your life. Yeah, I love that so much. Pam.
1: Great advice. Thank love you. It. Well, here we are again, out of time.
3: I know. Crazy talk. 30 minutes, sprints.
1: How do people follow you?
3: Uh, I am Dr. Wanamaker on Instagram.
1: Follow him there, people. He's going to hit the stars soon. So. Yeah.
3: Until next time,
0: Dennis unmasked. Peace out, people. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for watching or listening to the show this week. And thanks to our guests and sponsors on this episode.
1: Please check out our social media at Dr. Pamela underscore Miragliano and at Dental Economics Official.
0: Or you can check me out at Ignite DDS or at Dr. David Rice.
1: And go to DentalEconomics.com to receive Dental Economics. You can choose to receive DE in print or digitally and you can also get the details of our Principles of Practice Management Conference on our website.
0: If you have topics or guests or anything you'd like to talk about on the show, send us an email to Podcast at gmail.com and we will do our very best to make it happen. Thanks again and we'll see you next week.